Test one two test. It's Joe. Let's go. Just when I have all the answers, all the questions change. That's right, folks. It's me once again. Me. Why me? Why now? Why? I don't know. Why anything? Why not now? I haven't uh, talked to myself in a while. Actually, I talk to myself all the time, but I mean, I haven't talked to myself uh, in a recording in a while because um, mainly it stopped around the first week of November for some reason that I don't want to get into, November of 2016. Look at your calendars, look at your Google, Google it, look in your history books, whatever you have to do to find out what happened in November, the first week of November of 2016 that might have stopped me from having the will to record things. So enough of that. I'm not going to mention that anymore, even in a vague sense. What I have been doing since then, I have continued to do stand-up at least uh, at least on a weekly basis, usually multiple times a week, aside from a couple of holidays, but that's not the point. I've been steadily doing it, not pursuing it. There's a difference. The difference being that before, every time I have gone back on stage before doing stand-up, I've had the idea that it was going to lead me somewhere. I was going to become famous, or at the very least, I was going to get some gigs, maybe get some bookings, get some money, go on the road, do something with it. And it's not that I was totally devoid of working on the craft. I, I yeah, the craft, you know, I worked on it. I cared about doing a good job. But I also, uh, to some extent or another, cared about becoming famous and all that stuff I just mentioned. This time around, not. I'm not doing that. I'm doing it for the sake of doing it. Now here's some qualifiers or some caveats. What happens sometimes, or what's been happening to me anyway in the last, let's see, I started in October, let me count on my fingers, November, December, January, February, March, April. It's coming up on six months that I've been going out on a weekly basis to three different comedy clubs here in San Diego, doing the open mics. I haven't done anything other than the open mics. I do have a um, a booking for a Monday night gig at the Madhouse downtown, but that's really not much of a thing. I actually need to go out and hand out tickets a couple more times to make that really a to have paid my dues <laughs> uh, to get that thing going. But then, that, then that's where I, I say that the, the qualifier or caveats that I'm not pursuing it. Because what happened is, what, what, the reason I'm going to be doing this Monday night gig in front of a paid audience, <clears throat> or at least an audience who's gotten in for free and is paying for drinks, um, <clears throat> let's just say a non-open mic crowd, Excuse me for coughing. (coughs) I was going to hit the button like a pro, but fuck it. But, fuck it. Fuck it in the butt. Um, So, 
the point is that that Monday night gig is not something I pursued. It was something that came to me because one of the guys there at the madhouse who uh, is the keeper of the spots, one of the keepers of the spots, he uh, he approached me and said, "Hey, uh, got this opportunity. You can perform on a Monday night in front of a non open mic crowd, and uh, all you gotta do is go and hand out hand out some tickets." I thought, "Okay, fine. You know, I got no pride. Fuck it." <laughs> no, but all seriousness aside, uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of the reality of the business. It's really it really doesn't matter so much how funny you are. It's it's what are you doing to get people in the room? What are you doing to get butts in the seats? And as I learned from watching Lamont Ferguson work his ass off, um, doing this uh, monthly show that he produces, uh, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. This guy's been headlining for years. He's been doing stand-up for over 30 years. He's been headlining for a good portion of that. And he's still out there hitting the pavement and promoting. And, and when the show on show night, even though he's, he's, a uh, he's the guy, He's the guy running the show. He's also, uh, did I mention he's a headliner? He's in the ticket booth. He's selling tickets. He's doing whatever he's got to do. So uh, that's not the problem. That's not the problem. I don't mind uh, bussing tables after the shows, which is what I've been doing at the open mics. I don't mind doing that. I don't mind clearing some glasses off the tables. You know, it's a nice thing to do. I'll do that. I don't mind going and handing out some tickets. That's fine. That's the way as a... as the guy, I'll, I'll name him because it's not like this is any, anything nefarious. Matt Bird, as Matt Bird put it, that's the business model he chose as opposed to bringers because bringers are, bringers suck. You know, where you got to muster up friends or just <laughs> whoever to come see a show in order to get the right to perform. Bringers are, are, are sucky. So this is at least better than that. So I don't have a problem with that. However, what I do have a problem with is I've been going there for six months. And I'm still getting, even when I get the reserved spots at uh, at the Madhouse, I'm still going up like number 18 or number 20. You know, like it's last or second to last or third to last on the regular list. And it's just, I, I don't, I don't want to approach anybody about it because it's like there's really no formula to it. But it just seems odd to me. It just seems odd. I understand that I keep going away long enough where I have to keep getting at the back of the line. That's just the way it works. In fact, I've been listening to uh, a podcast, uh, Jackie and Lori, the Jackie and Lori show, Jackie Cation and Lori Kilmartin. And these are people who actually make a living doing stand-up and have had TV specials and are on the road and they rely on stand-up for their income. And they, they, a lot of them, they're talking about the same kind of stuff. Clubs that won't book them or will book them and then stop booking them or how they you have to keep reintroducing themselves to clubs maybe because management changes or that they still, even after all these years and having, even after having Comedy Central specials and being on any number of late night talk show spots, they still have to send in, they have to send in fresh videos of themselves in order to get booked at clubs they go that's just fucking ridiculous so i mean if they're going through that then what i'm going going through is nothing in fact i'm not really even going through anything i'm not even agonizing over it so much except that it obviously does annoy me to some extent or i wouldn't be mentioning it because while i am not pursuing this and i'm not asking anybody for bookings i'm not 
sending in videos to anybody, not any of the local clubs or not even any of the side gigs that the comics are booking. If, if anybody wants to book me, they'll ask me. That happens. It's happened to me in the past, and it may or may not happen again. I'm not... I, I'll, I'll, even on a selective basis, I may or may not even say yes to those because sometimes they're just doing these, you know, dive bars where maybe people at the bar don't even care that there's a comedian there. And I've done enough of those where it's, I don't know, we'll see. I'll make that a, a gut check decision if and when it happens. Oh, what's the point of this babble? The point of this babble is there's only so much I can take or stoop <laughs> because I'm already not pursuing it. I'm not thinking about getting on, you know, getting a spot on Conan or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not, seriously, I'm not. And if it ever does kind of creep in to my psyche, just out of force of habit, I just say, no, just go away. You know, just because I think it doesn't mean I want it. It might sound odd. It's kind of hard to distinguish sometimes if you think something. You go, Am I thinking that because I want it? Or is it just some random thought that's popping up? I don't know. But the prevailing choice that I've made is I'm treating this like like Zen Buddhism. The best uh, comparison or analogy or metaphor that I've come up with is uh, Buddhist monks will do these sand sculptures, sand paintings. And... After they're done, they just sweep them away, blow them away. Beautiful, intricate designs that they take hours, maybe even days to put together. Maybe I've even talked about this before to myself. doesn't matter because thoughts, thoughts can be repeated, obviously. And they are being repeated. But the point is that's how I'm treating stand-up. To the best of my ability, what I'm doing is I'm saying I'm going to breathe, connect, have fun. Just go up, do the thing, be in the moment. Then when I walk up on stage, I walk off stage. That's done, and then the next time I'll do it again. And I may or may not have conversations. Conversations. I I have some. I talk with people sometimes off stage. It's not like I'm being standoffish or aloof. I've always been the kind of person who kind of you know like a more of a wallflower. I'm not really the. Who am I telling? <laughs> who am I telling? Because I'm not planning on putting this up anywhere. I'm talking to myself talking to my future me, or maybe if one of my kids finds this after I'm dead. <laughs> See, now that's kind of putting things in perspective. The whole mortality thing. I'm 57, right? Right? Of course I am. I know how to count. And how much, how much should I give a shit about what other people think? You know, when I'm putting together my set, sometimes it creeps into my mind about, ooh, I've done that before, or maybe, ooh, what are the young guys going to think? What, what are the cool kids going to think? And then I, no, when I'm, when I'm in the correct frame of mind, at least what I'm currently calling the correct frame of mind, I just say to myself, stop it. I'm doing this for whatever reason, for my own reasons. This is my journey. And everybody who goes up on stage is going through their own journey, their only their own positive or negative relationship or anything in the middle and relationship with comedy and there's something popped into mind in my my mind just now about this guy who has only been going to the madhouse for a month or maybe some other clubs too but he's basically getting up there and, and being Lenny Bruce a young guy probably 20 if that 
and he's got this real like, hey, fuck the world, fuck you know. It's just it, it's it, you know whatever. If it, it's the only reason I'm even bring this guy up is because at some point when he was up there late and not getting any laughs, and then he started lashing out at oh at the at the handful of us that were still there, right? The comics who were in the room because all the non comics had left. So he starts uh, saying, yeah, yeah, look at you guys out there, you comics. You're not going to laugh because you're just like, you're you're too cool or you're just, yeah, so much for being supportive or whatever. It's like, I don't know what this guy's trip is. I don't know what he's going through, but the, the nerve of you, little fucker. <laughs> Listen, you little fucker. The fact that I'm even sitting in this audience is is because I am supportive. And if you were being funny, I'd laugh. I laugh throughout the evening. I laugh all the way to the bitter fucking end if somebody's funny. And if you were paying attention and not up, didn't have your head up your own ass, you would notice that. But, of course, you've got your head up your own ass because you've only been in stand-up for a month. You think that's anything? <laughs> no, I'm not bitter. But come on, seriously, man. He's on his journey. He's going to do his own little head trip. The fact that I even let some of the poison rub off on me is, a, well, it's because I'm a human, so it's going to happen. But... In the whole grand scheme of things, dude, either you're going to become the next Lenny Bruce and you're be- going to become a brilliant political comic or you're just going to disappear off the face of the planet. I don't know. I don't care. I really don't. Okay, maybe I do to some extent just because I'm a human and I care about other people. But really, you know, and and then you multiply that by however many comics happen to be. And I put air quotes around that. I'm going to do it now. Air quote with one hand because I'm holding the phone with the other. But you can have all of those stories, man. You get anything from people who are showing up there to work on material, who are pros, who are, you know, just doing their thing. And then sometimes I even see that just uh, get derailed. I saw this guy go up there the other night who had, who had headlined earlier in the evening uh, at another club. And then he showed up to the open mic and he didn't even do his time, man. They gave him the first spot. He went up there, be bailed. He didn't even get the light. He fucking bailed. He went, no, nah, that's it. I don't need this. And he walked off. So, you know, there's all of that. There's a guy who's, who's a fucking headliner who couldn't stand it, who couldn't do the open mic. There's a guy who's been doing it for a month who's pissed off because the handful of us who were left weren't laughing at his lameness. Is, is it, he just does this thing where he's like sitting on a stool and being all like, it reminded me of uh, oh God, what's the name of the character uh, Fred Armisen did on Saturday Night Live Nicholas Fane that's the character the guy just reads the newspaper goes look, reads a headline from the newspaper goes, oh yeah look uh, uh, US warships headed to North Korea what? what's what? you know that's pretty much his act sitting there on a stool you know, crouched over with his elbow on his knee, like in the, <laughs> sipping from his drink, literally. He's got his drink up there, sipping from his drink, and then being all thoughtful. It's like, you know, okay, fine, if that's your tone, if that's what you're doing, fine. But, uh, oh, God, I'm spending way too much time talking about him. It's just, it's just the whole spectrum of things that other people are doing. And what I'm really trying to do by talking about him is cleanse myself of that. To go, It's not about him. My journey. Oh my God, I'm using that word again. But my reasons for being there have nothing to do with him or with anybody else. It has to do with it that I like getting up on stage. I like the I like the buzz. I like the rush. I don't do drugs or alcohol anymore. So 
what else am I going to do, right? I don't want to jump out of an airplane. This happens to be the current choice, the current choice for an adrenaline rush, and, and it gives me something to think about throughout the week when, when I don't want to think about work or when, I just, or when I'm tired of playing Zelda. I can write jokes. What I've generally been doing, though, I haven't been writing jokes uh, so much as it's just I'm kind of letting them come to me. When anything comes to me, then I, I jot it down. I'm not sitting down and forcing myself to write jokes. I'm, I'm trying this uh, thing that I know I have mentioned when I talked about this and the process of what I'm doing this time is, is just, you know, making it more organic. And when I feel like doing it, I, I'm going to do it. And when I don't feel like doing it, I won't. In fact, that's why what set me, what brought me here right now, because I'm looking at the time. It is uh, 19:47. It's 7:47 p.m. So I started talking at about 7:30. Um, I started, and the reason I started talking to myself here in recorded fashion is because uh, in a parallel universe, I'm at the comedy store. I had called earlier today for a spot, and I didn't get one. And when you don't get a spot at the comedy store, this is the way it works at, at the store and the madhouse, when you don't get a spot, you still have the option of going in and signing up for the alt list, which means you will get in. You'll get to do uh, your time. You'll get to do three minutes if there's time, if time is, you know, if time remains. And I just didn't feel like doing that tonight. I've done it before. It's fine. And just like with the handing out tickets thing, I don't think like, you know, I'm over that, or I'm too good for that, or, you know, it's beneath me or something. It's, it's not that, but today I just felt, you know what? I just don't want to. I didn't get a spot, so I'm not going to go and rush there to wait in line to to try to jockey my way in front of some other people who, who I'm, I'm guessing, want it more than I do, who want and or need the stage time more than I do. I just thought, nah. No, I'm just going to stay home, hang out with Jordan, relax, you know, get that time back in my life, just uh, just stay home. A year ago, that's all I did. <laughs> it was, I was just looking at a video from YouTube that I did from about a year ago. It's before I started going back and doing stand-up, but when I had gone to see uh, Karen Montowski perform in Carlsbad, I don't know if that's the first show I went to see, at the Carlsbad Village Theater, but it was one of the first. I, and I made such a big deal out of it because I did a, a little video mini-series. It turned out to be maybe five episodes, five or six episodes of uh, called Out of the House. I had been spending so much time in the house that at some point in the video I even said it, it reminded me of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and the old people, the old bedridden people. That's pretty much what my life had become because I worked from home. I I really had only been going to Ralph's just to get food and then coming back home. And then every couple of weeks taking Jordan to Kaiser to get a shot. <laughs> Aside from that, man, I was staying home. So that's another good thing about doing stand-up is it's gotten me out of the house a few times a week. And I'm interacting with people. I'm interacting with audience members. And even though, like I said, I'm still pretty much uh, the wallflower I've always been, I'm having some conversations with the other comics. And... Even better yet, sometimes with a couple of uh, non-comics just who hanging out in the lobby or outside of a club. It's been nice. I like that. Connecting with people, it's nice. It reminds me, it reminds me, I don't know, it reminds me that there's other people in the world, I guess. It's just, it's nice. Nice to get out. So there's that. 
So it's not all about the stand-ups. Some of it's just about getting out, just getting out and about, stimulating myself in a uh, in a way that maybe isn't I can't totally do just by sitting around the house all day. But uh, am I coming to an end here? I don't know. I guess, like I said, really the the main reason I sat down is I just wanted to talk about the parallel universe thing because I'm looking it's uh, seven fifty one now. So I may have, if I had gone and gotten on the alt list, I, I might be going up now or in a few minutes, or I might not get, be getting a spot at all, but I'd be sitting there at my old homestead. Well, that's one thing I guess I could lead to towards the close here is uh, something that I haven't pursued and I'm not going to, but Mark Fernandez brought this up on Facebook. And Mark Fernandez, I'm sure you'll recall because you are me, but just in case, you know, just in case you're much older and you think, you're, you're listening to this after you're old and decrepit and don't remember things. Uh, Mark Fernandez was uh, at the comedy store back in the day, back from uh, 1986 to 91, when in my first incarnation as a comic. And Mark had uh, posted a comment on Facebook when, I, when I'd made a, a mention of, because I, I at least check in. I check in on Facebook at all the open mics I go to, and and and... He posted something there saying, what? What do you mean you don't get a spot? You should get a spot whenever you want to. Hashtag legacy. And I just responded, yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Question mark. And I thought about that before. But, uh, you, know, you know what? If, they're, if they are not going to offer, because it's not like it's not known. There's a bunch of the regulars there at the comedy store who've got the privileges. And they know me. They know that I've worked there, that I've worked there in the past. And the... They've seen me perform, so my my guess is uh my guess is that well first of all why would they offer that to me when it just means taking stage time away from them that's one thought or another another thought is maybe they just don't think I'm worthy that's fine too you know I I happen to think I'm still a good enough comic <laughs> where I've always been just somewhere in the broad middle I don't suck I'm not great I'm just I'm just, I'm, a, I'm not okay. I guess just like, just like my college football career, when one of my coaches gave me the compliment of saying, you're, you're fundamentally sound. <laughs> I think I'm a fundamentally sound comic, right? But uh, yeah, but when Mark, when Mark mentioned that, I thought, yeah, that would be nice. Wouldn't it be nice if I just had the privileges to call in because I did live there. I did live and breathe that place. Granted, it was a lot of years ago, but that is kind of, it's one of those unwritten rules that if you are a legacy, as it, as it were, at a club, that you have the privileges to call in, get spots. It doesn't mean they always have to give you one, but at least, you know, and I'm, I'm not talking about open mics, I'm talking about like their, their so-called best of San Diego. I've sat through that show, and there's some decent comics, but there's some I'm going, you know, I'm at least as good as them. But then I'm reminded, oh, that's right, it doesn't have to do with that. Because, in all fairness, I used to be on the privileged side of that fence. We used to own that place. When we owned and ran that place, I'm sure there were plenty of people that were better than those of us who were wearing the Comedy Store t-shirts and uh, collecting the Comedy Store paychecks. I'm sure there were better comics than us who weren't getting nearly as good spots as we were. So... You know, and we had our own heads up, our own collective asses, because we were doing our own thing and focused on our own careers, and 
you know, and then, but, so, yeah, whatever. Goes around, comes around, right? Here's, I guess, if I'm going to close on a positive note, let's close on a positive note. If I do just keep going with this whole Zen Buddhist thing, doing it when I feel like it, because that's tonight, like I said, I mean, I could have just as easily gone to the store. In fact, there's still time for me to head out to Madhouse if I wanted to, because Madhouse has open night, open mic seven nights a week, but I just don't feel like it, so I'm not going to. When I feel like I'm going to go, and this this is all part of a, a therapeutic thing for me as well, because some of the some of the little roller coaster rides I've been taking, nothing really high or really low, but some of the roller coaster rides involved just me questioning why I'm doing it and then coping with certain attitudes that I perceive from other people or like this thing of why do I keep getting such shitty spots at the open mic at the madhouse when I've been going there for six months. It's like, you know what, just I I want to get to the point where purposely stopping here, where I truly don't care, where that really doesn't matter where I don't feel the need to do this to vent even it's kind of is it venting some of it here's what I want I want to do this I have been doing this I'll do it when I feel like doing it not going to push myself and when I don't feel like doing it I'm not going to do it okay so far so good but when it comes to any thoughts about what spot I'm getting, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm going to keep doing it. I mean, nobody's going to dissuade me. Nobody's going to stop me from doing this by continuously giving me bad spots that they may or may not have a reason. Maybe it is totally random. But I don't think so. Because I see the people who consistently get good spots and, and they, they're getting it because they deserve it and because they need it, because they're younger and they're hungrier and they're working at this and they're they're doing gigs around town and they are having their sights, I'm assuming, I'm assuming their sights are set towards Los Angeles and the road. So that's fine. But now I'm kind of paying lip service to that's fine because I still have, I'm still not perfect. And perfection is a tough thing, but okay, maybe let's not use the word perfect, but still, that's what I'm striving towards. Doesn't matter what spot I get. And I'm, I'm going to go in there and continue to do what I'm doing is I, when I go, I'm going to be there. Not just, not just when I'm on stage, but also be there for the other comics. I'm an audience member. I'm not one of the comics that's hanging out in the back talking. I'm down in the pit. I'm being an audience member when I'm not on stage. And I'm I'm laughing, despite what that guy who's only been doing it for a month says, right? And if I'm going up number 22 week after week, fine. Maybe in a year or two, I'm getting better spots. Because you know what? That's usually how long it takes. My memory is not as uh, reliable as my stuff I've written. (laughs) Looking back at my journals and scrapbooks and bears, oh my, looking back at calendars, I, I realized, oh yeah, I did have to pretty much, even when I came back in the mid-2000s, but like after my mom died, 2003 to 2008, I was doing this again at various places in Orange County and the improv in Hollywood, and 
pretty much took me a year and a half before I got got a booking. Martini Blues in Irvine, uh, I mean in Huntington Beach. I don't know how long it took before I started getting hosting gigs. But the point is, it, it, it just takes a while, if, if at all. But I'm not even setting my sights towards that. I'm just kind of putting in perspective to go, it's not like I'm being slighted. It's not like I'm being overlooked. There's just a lot of people doing this. And most, if not all of them, younger and hungrier than me. So that's the way that goes. And that's the way this goes. I'm going to talk to myself again later. Maybe, maybe not. I just felt the need to do this because it was a nice little parallel universe conversation I wanted to have myself. And in a parallel universe, the open mic at the comedy store is now over. And so is this. Bye. Just when I have all the answers, all the questions change. One day the world looks so normal, next it looks so strange. Looking over the ocean on a sunny day. I'd like to stay here forever, it would be okay. Life will continue to change 